History, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammy. Hey there, Cammy. Hey, Bryant. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm fantastic as well. You're looking mighty sexy with your contacts there. Shaved head contacts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can watch us. You can see our faces on YouTube. Uh, just look up us, mystery. Remember, all one word. I've realized, Kimmy, we've this is a bit of a tongue twister. Not a tongue twister. This is a, It's a little difficult. It's an, uh, We have to explain it. And right. it doesn't hit the head easy. <laughs> I've learned. And then it doesn't help, too, whenever I, like, type it out, I keep doing mystoire. Uh, I keep flipping the O and the R, and that's our French counterpart that doesn't post anything. It doesn't help. Um, yeah, mystery. Podcast about myths and history. Uh, video podcast on all your favorite podcast services. We pick random topics in legend, historical events, real, unreal, anything. Um, lately, we've been on a kick of the Greco-Roman style, and we're going to keep that ball rolling for a little bit longer because it's it's easy, people, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, all right? And it's fun, and we haven't covered them. And it's pretty fun, yeah. in this case. Right. So a couple that we have, and uh, another big thing, too, we're going to be revisiting an old topic, which um, we did one of our first two episodes. So if you're one of the OGs from three, four years ago, whatever it was, then you'll remember this. Uh, and that's uh, the great, and I'll, I'm only going to use this name once, Hercules, Scratch that, Cammy. His name's Heracles. Heracles. We're not we're not Latin speakers here. So yeah, Hercules is the Latin name for Heracles. And Heracles is, is the original Greek name for the hero of the same name. Uh Hunkyles is also acceptable <laughs> thanks to the Disney movie. You can uh do that. That's the, anyway. So yeah, we uh if you didn't know, we we've talked about a few topics before. We're revisiting them with our high format that we've perfected over this time um the, the old show wasn't in video and stuff like that if you ever want to listen to our old shows um pinecast.com slash mystery is our hosting platform which you can get if you want to start your own podcast you can start from there great service you can if you tip us like one dollar even it will uh give you all of the old episodes i've hidden them i made them private but if you tip us even a buck you get access to them i think you can even just download them and bank them and then i don't know i don't know if you really want to do that but the way we go is Cammy's going to give us a story, which we, we don't ramble on the beginning this much. We usually dive right into it. But Cammy's going to give us a story uh, of Hercules, Heracles, and then I'll discuss a little bit about it. A um, little concise because there's a lot here. So I, I kind of I've made this a little smaller. So I'll make up with this rambling beginning with a fun discussion after Cammy's story. So Cammy, please take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So I used Ovid Metamorphosis, uh, book nine. And I used um, the website ovid.lib.virginia.edu, and um, it was the A.S. Klein translation. Mm. After long journeys of heroic deeds, Hercules set for home with his wife, the lovely Dianara. They came upon a great river, and the hero was eager to cross, so that he may make his haste home. And so, to his luck, a centaur was at the bank, near where the couple stood. And the centaur offered to carry his wife to the other side on his back while Hercules waded the waters. In agreement, it seemed to be the easiest and safest way to cross. He threw his bow to the other bank and made his way quickly. Though the centaur was quicker, and when he made it to the other side, he began to run away with the hero's bride. Hercules willed the water to carry him faster as he swam, and when he made it to the bow, to the bow, he shot the beast with a poison-tipped arrow of hydra blood, and it fell 
but the centaur, son of Ixion, was not willing to leave without revenge. He gave the bride a tunic soaked in the centaur's now poisoned blood as a parting gift. He said the garment would ensure that Hercules remained faithful to her, but centaurs are known to be liars. Now, once they were back to the safety of their home, the couple was only happy for a short time, for rumor was at work spreading her heinous half-truths to all that would listen. And Dianara be believed now that her husband was in the throes of an affair. She struggled with the murdering of innocent women who had never even looked in his direction, but she settled to send her husband the bloody tunic to win back his love. Hercules was thrilled to have a present from his wife, and he wrapped it on his shoulders, and from that moment his body burned like it was on fire, and he writhed, for he could not tear the garment from his flesh, for it, it became one with the skin. He begged his father, Jupiter, for death, and laid himself on his own funeral pyre and lit it. The gods were fearful that their champion was killed, but Jove brought, his, brought him to the table of the gods and made him eat and drink with them so that he may forever be in his rightful place. Oof. Asking daddy for help now, aren't you? Right. <laughs> uh, Jupiter, of course, being Zeus um, in, in this case. Uh, you, uh, you used Ovid's uh, Metamorphosis. Ovid wrote, what was he, 20 AD roughly, right? I think it was about the time of like Augustus and right um, all of those people. So prime prime Rome and or maybe maybe prime decline. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Ovid. So yeah, he and he was a great um, god historian writer and anything you can think of, and he he helped kind of collaborate, Latinize, and also legitimize the connection between uh, Caesar and. To, to the past you know the the the, Ro the romans were obsessed with the greek culture even though they you know they took over the greek lands but the greek culture took over the romans <clears throat> and but the the stories are still really the same and and heracles is it's an incredible i i remember our original discussion and i got to revisit a little bit since it's been a while since i came back here and it's just really fun to see of course uh we have sources written sources going back to the 5th century BC. But we've got, you know, Hercules is so identifiable. If you see, like, a naked dude with, uh, what is it, the lion skin? Lion skin, and, yep. and a club, Hercules. If, if it's one of those three, like, naked dude, Hercules, club, if it's one of those three things, it's Hercules, uh, <laughs> if you see it. And um, he's quite literally, like, probably, I mean, the most famous being in the Greek pantheon, uh, essentially. Uh, another fun, like, Roman thing um, I was just reading about, or, or remembering uh, in one of my favorite books about Byzantium, is how Commodus, the son of Marcus Aurelius, the famous uh, philosopher, emperor, uh, who had a horrible son, um, who, who was murdered by the Senate um, after a few years oh, of his horrible reign. I know reign. where you're going with this. Okay, yeah. Um, Commodus claimed he was a direct descendant of, of Hercules. So and He was always pictured with the lion's skin. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and that was like totally his doing, a hundred percent. So it was—it's really funny to see um, that. That's how important it was. That and Commodus was was not or Marcus Aurelius. Oh God, when did he reign? Anyway, it, it was all pretty like you know. This was well after Hercules was established. Um, so Hercules—it's—it's it's tough to like narrow down when Hercules began. 
Um, there is a, a core story of Hercules, or Heracles, I'll say, has been identified by a, the scholar uh, of Greek myth and cult, uh, Walter Burkert. Um, he believes it's originating in Neolithic hunter culture and traditions of shamanistic crossings into the netherworld, which is what I was thinking. It, so, it reminds me a little of uh, Orion, even. Yeah. Who was part of that culture. And absolutely, they actually took, there was a, you know, we did Artemis last mm-hmm. time and there was a female goddess who was still the goddess of the hunt and i i, I think you may have talked about this oh, but correct. yeah that was yeah. neolithic right yeah <laughs> and so it's important to remember if and if you didn't listen to the episode um it's important to remember that like yeah the greek you know they didn't they weren't all like hey we're all greek it was very much city state um uh citizenship and culture and you know even before like the concept of a citizen you know the, the greek religion and mythos goes beyond like uh civilization in a lot of ways um they each kind of had their own gods that would sort of naturally form but then as the more they they grew and became familiar with each other they'd be like oh your version is that and that you know da, 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 and then it could kind of meld and things like that and then somebody eventually these stories would get you know they have to have like certain truths and sequences and eventually so what his name might have been something else somewhere but it uh eventually heracles was the the important name and heracles name too it's just um it's supposed to mean like hera's glory essentially um it took apparently like the the idea is that it was supposed to appease hera because alcmene uh, was the mortal mother of of hercules and we know how zeus is with having babies with other people (laughs) and other things as other things do so but he, he incredibly important, and uh, it, it's just fun to see. Uh, another thing that Walter Burkhart believes, too, it, it, he says it's possible that the myths surrounding Heracles were based on the life of a real person or several people whose accomplishments became exaggerated with time. That is uh, euhemerism in a nutshell. So awesome things could have happened. Some dude could have, I mean, I, I'm at one point a lion could have been somewhere. And he right. could have bashed it in the head with a club. And that story spreads like wildfire. It gets altered a little bit. And it gets tied in. And and you have it go there. Oh, um, he fought a Hydra. He was so Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, but he was, he, he was like the uh, one of the most notable like demigod things too. And I, apparently, I don't have too much on this, but there were some references. I So I used Theoi in Wikipedia here. Um, Theoi being just an awesome resource as always. Um it's not like super common to have like demigods. Um, and it, it's, it's sort of, there's, there's like, it's common to be recognized as, as a hero and which is kind of like a mortal who's like almost godlike. So, but it's, it's tough to like, I, it, it, from what I'm gathering, um, like some people would like, like the Athenians would straight up worship Heracles as like a legit god, um, but there were Greek there, there were Greek cities that refused to recognize his divine status, um, which was really interesting. Um, but there, there was a, uh, one uh, some cities would even have separate sanctuaries, um, one as a god, one as a hero. So that way, if oh, you weird. wanted to do that, um, the ancient poet Pindar, I think he was of the fifth century. Yeah, one, one of the o- the oldest resources we have, written resources. Um, he calls him Heros. Theos, so like hero god, basically, um, and and uh, so this ambiguity ambiguity helped create the Hercules the Heracles cult, um, especially when historians, um, ancient historians like Herodotus um, and artists were encouraged to worship, um, uh, and so um, the, the, where we see Heracles like entering Olympus, so it, it his like 
divine rising, his hero rising was like a feature point. So it's, it, it seems like that was a very controversial, um, not necessarily in a negative way, but that was such a, a big focal point for him was that. Um, so I, I'm, I love it though. Uh, the, the earliest evidence that shows worship um, of a Heracles in popular cult was in the 6th century BCE um, via an ancient inscription in this, uh, from Phaleron. After the 4th century um, BCE, Heracles became identified with the Phoenician god Melkart, which I remember us discussing that too. Melkart's like another hero kind of god, um, or you know, just someone who did a bunch of crazy fun stuff. Um, one of, I mentioned Herodotus a minute ago. We've talked about him a lot. He's just a very famous historian. Um, he lived in 484 BC. Um, he uh, actually wrote in his uh, histories that um, Heracles lived 900 years before Herodotus, Herodotus, so around which would have been 1300 BCE, which is also kind of projected when the Trojan War happened, or you know, or like at, like in the story's sake, um, or no, not necessarily when the Trojan War happened. That's one of the latest points where Homer's um, poems could have taken place. The Trojan War would have been a little bit further than that, but so you can kind of see there's there's a fun. I, I love I love a, a a a legit historian kind of estimating and dictating when Heracles was around. <laughs> that was you know like that that would be like me like really focusing on when Spider Man was around. You know like I just right. love that idea. But it was so it was scholarly then. Um, it, it was just cool. Of course, uh, I, this is kind of my last point. I want to say I think so for the most part. Yeah, the cult. Oh I, I, God, you can't. So many cults around him from North Africa to Spain, um, tons of t uh, cities, an Egyptian temple um, dedicated to him in 21 BCE. Several ancient cities are tied to him. Heraclea, uh, our several c cities were named after him. So uh, he's, he's absolutely everywhere. Um, I, and I will mention, too, Theoi divides their pages on him. It's, it's a little interesting because of how it... Um, uh, you know, interesting he is. Um, it, it mentions, it, it kind of starts off, it focuses on his labors, the major, the 12 major, and then there were minor labors. So you can kind of go through those. And then the cult of Heracles is divided into three pages where it kind of goes through regional areas of what areas did what with Hercules and Heracles and uh, what ancient sources discuss in their interpretations. But there's, there's a lot of common ground there. I don't want to get to the specifics. The last thing that I just really want to mention, um, which there's, it's, it's, I've, this blew my mind last time is a Greco the Greco Buddhism page on Wikipedia, which is thanks to Alexander the Great um, crossing through the Indus Valley. We have there are these awesome like Buddhist temples that have like engravings of Hercules. It's it's like very obviously Hercules. Like it's a very you know you'll see the Buddhist the very Buddhist iconography, the statue works and things like that, and then just freaking right next to it is this like clip art of Hercules carved <laughs> into this thing and it's absolutely wild to see but that's how influential uh this was and and there there's a lot here too and, and it's it's more than I I should talk about here this is a whole topic of its own but I think we sometimes forget about this um but Al, you know Alexander he his while his empire didn't last long it reached far and it did open up the trade routes and uh you know after he died his empire was split up and there were it was a, a big greek presence through the east um in, in that point or the west uh, at that point and we have evidence of it through these carvings of what is clearly like a, a greek hercules heracles being carved into these buddhist figurines and, and um uh, to note too it's believed that he was sort of like depicted as a, de a defender of it as well so um 
you know, uh, oh, he's these defending re- the temple. That's why he's right. Elected. Oh, that's really exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, there wasn't a lot of like religious exclusion, you know, at the time. No, it was all about cults and things like that. So when you go through, you see the Buddhist cult, you're, you're Greek or, you know, um, this makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 You're just like, oh, you guys do that. Oh, he, you know, this sounds a lot like this and that. So, um, well here, this dude is awesome. Write him in or you carve him in here and he'll protect you. That kind of thing. So, uh, it it just it's wild, and this was you know this was fourth century and fifth century, fourth uh, century BC all the way through the fifth century AD. So this this uh, you know big connection between the East and West uh, Asia at this time um, that I absolutely love to like see these. It's it's just so like it seems like asymmetrical, but it was um, wild. So I think that's about all I got uh, that I I can cover right now. Um, the, I'm sure we could do an episode. We probably should do a couple episodes on some of the labors. Uh, they're they're really incredible. I'd love to learn a little bit more about how the stories came together um, specifically, but uh, they definitely got refined. And depending on like like Euripides uh, did a play called Heracles, and he oh. um, he you know, the ending of that is a little different. He doesn't die. He's driven to madness. Well, he kind of dies from the madness. Um, some like the true. The, sometimes the labors are uh, just him being bored. Sometimes it's a divine mission. Um, sometimes it's uh, how he becomes a god. Sometimes it grants him immortality. Sometimes it's it's because he has to, you know, it, it um, or it's penance for the crime of sl- um, slaying his family. There's a lot there, and it's really cool to see the interpretations and things like that. It, it speaking of like the Marvel comics kind of motif. It's like, you know, you've got Spider-Man, then you've got Spider-Man 2099, then you've got Spider-Man noir. And it, you know, it's like all these different ways to interpret a story and a character and put in these philosophies and things like that. Put your own like cultural twist on it too. And the perspective of ancient Greece to like, uh, you know, Rome and its prime, that kind of thing. I love it. Well, Cammy, thank you for your story. Thank you, thank you Ovid Brian. for the metamorphosis. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, everyone, if you enjoyed the show, let us know. Um, watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on all major podcast services. I know recently I've spoke with a lot of people. Who I imagine we'll kind of catch these new episodes. Welcome if you are listening to them now. Uh, mystery.net is where you can go to our landing page to see all of our links and social media and stuff like that. Uh, if you have any topics, let us know. Just send us a comment, email. You know, Mystery uh, at Gmail is our direct email if you want to get in touch with us. Yeah. I think that's it, right, Cami? Well, I do want to say if you yeah, are please. hungry for more Hercules, there are two episodes, one of which you do have to access through the Tip Jar podcast, and that does cover the Euripides play. Mm-hmm. And the second episode would be our Zodiac episode with Peter, I believe. That's right. On cancer. That's cool. Not um, the medical condition. Right. Yeah, we didn't. We don't talk about that no. on the show. Um, yeah, see, I, that one might be on. I don't know if I. I think I left most of the episodes of Peter out on the open, so you, you should be able to find it. But it would have been called Zodiac Signs. We did a recent one on Zodiac, Chinese Zodiac. But if you mm-hmm. scroll down a little bit, you should be able to find it um, near the beginning, first maybe twenty episodes or so. I would say it, it should be. Yeah, there, something so. like that. We yeah. might be able to even link it in the. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe? I can do that. Yeah, I can search it and, and pop it in. I think you can search on Pinecast too, like episode names. So if you type mm. Zodiac, it'll, it should pop it up. I'll do that too, though. But awesome. Well, yeah, no, great suggestion, Cammy. Yeah, if you want more, go for it. We we are on a Greek kick, Greco-Roman kick right now. So please, I hope you uh, can bear with us on it. <laughs> There's a lot. And we're enjoying it too. Theoi makes it really easy, yeah, thankfully. Absolutely. So it's fun. Oh, but it's everyone... metamorphosis makes it easy. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh 
Well, everyone, uh, we appreciate your time with us. Let us know if we can do anything for you, and we will see you next time.